This is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Friday morning to you. Friday, the eighth day of April. Mensa Brothers going to join me here in a few minutes. In about twelve minutes, well, two thirds of the Mensa Brothers. Jeffrey is being gainfully employed as we speak, so he will not join us today. So you will have to suffer through without Jeffrey Kenny and. Uh, I'm confident that you'll you'll get through it. <clears throat> Although we'd love to have him. Um, for those of you interested in, did I solve all the bugs in my car stereo? I did. Yep. I had to fuse some wires, hide some wires. And then what killed my battery yesterday was a human error. Mm-hmm. That'll shock you. So I fixed that. And everything works. Everything works. Yes. Amazing. Just like it's advertised. Not like any other way. Like it's advertised. Shocking. I know. Um, but let me tell you what's on my mind today. Um, and let me kill the music because this thing shit. This shit pisses me off. Um, the Russian military, right, hammers a train station evacuating civilians. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, you know, if you're Ukrainian intelligence, right, you need to get on whatever frequency they're doing their, their fires, find out what unit is, find out who is in charge of that. And go find them and anybody associated with that unit. And you need to kill every single one of them. I mean, amazing. I mean, why is there a UN? And so let, let me just tell you, in this day and age, how that works. You have a drone up. How does this thing even get on your target? Because there's heavy fighting there? There wasn't heavy fighting there. It was a congregation point for civilians. So you have, you know, the Russians have drones, right? So they're looking at this and somebody sends this thing in and now you're in the operations center that says, hey, they want to they want to shoot that target. And you look and it's like, oh, it's that. 
And so then there's a choice to get made. Are we gonna? Sh- are we actually gonna gonna hammer all these civilians? And somebody says yes. Now this is just a different shade of we'll just hammer the shit out of the civilians in the city, and but again, the strike on that. What was it? That opera house where they wrote children on both sides of it and they hammered that. This is another version of that. And again, are you shitting me? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm utterly speechless because this is the deliberate, the deliberate targeting of large groups of civilians to kill them for no military purpose at all. This is this is the Russian military. You know, I, I don't know, like the UN, obviously, utterly useless, right? And and I hope, I hope that the pictures come out of the that of the carnage that artillery rounds right, produce on the human body. And you see little kids, right, you see dolls, you see soccer balls, and all the things, all the accoutrement, right, that would go with civilians. And see their bodies splattered all over the fucking place. I I hope the world sees all of that in graphic detail. This is bullshit, man. Absolute bullshit. And so... I mean, I hope the Ukrainians find out who the fuck does did this. I hope they publish their names, and I hope they kill them all. I mean, the deliberate targeting of innocent people, as you know, President Zelensky said, that's what ISIS does. And having seen it, disgusting. Cowardly, disgusting shit. And that's what the Russians are, in my opinion. So, on that note, Whitney Houston sings the national anthem. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not like, oh, we didn't know. Oh, the train station. Oh, we know that we know what's going on at the train station has been going on for weeks. And now we're just going to fire for effect on it? Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, Whitney Houston sings the national anthem on Friday. Good morning to you.
and this is dedicated to the uh, electronic warfare um, soldiers of the Ukrainian military. Do the rest of us a favor. Find these fucks who did it. Give that information to your special operations guys so that they could smoke every one of the people that had anything to do with this shit. Right, what, so far 50 dead and over 100 wounded? And those are civilians. Old men, women, children, non-combatants. So, electronic warfare, Ukrainian military, go find them. Betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think, and you don't say it honestly and bluntly. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. For this campus had prepared him well. I'm very confident that, thank you very much. If this was vodka, it'd be a lot better speech. That is so good. That is so good. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So young folks, you ignore what I just said. That's even better. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't We don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. Let me read you an email. Mac, holy shit. Moderately fired up this morning. You know, I didn't I didn't wake up this way. But I will tell you this, I mean, there's two things that press my button. Um, that make my blood like get to that white hot molten one is disrespect and that's the fuck you look and all that the other one is predators you pray on the innocent I got no use for that shit man I've seen too much of it and this kind of shit somebody said fire for effect 
on a train station with a bunch of civilians in it. A lot of them. A known collection point for civilians. Whoever that human being is, is a piece of shit and doesn't deserve to walk on the planet. Somebody needs to put a few bullets in that head, right? My opinion. In Quantico, mostly sunny at 58. Cherry Point, Coleman Sacramento Airway, sunny in 65. 29 Palms, sunny in 70. Camp Pendleton, already sunny in 75. Headed for the 90s here on the coast. Yeah, what's up? Um, Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy in 70. Okinawa, dark cloudy 67. Darwin, dark cloudy 81. The home of Almering Radio, it is fair and 67 degrees. Looking for a high today of 94. That's noventa y cuatro for those of you listening in SAP. Yeah. And then it'll be 74 tomorrow, 69 on Sunday. So going to be hot today. Fired up the air conditioner last night. So, um, all right, that is a look at the weather. Right on cue, like I had this rehearsed, but Will and Tim will join me. And we'll do a little bit of uh, Mensa Brothers minus Jeff Kenny this morning, who's uh, gainfully employed. So let me fire up the Skype machine, and uh, we will get uh, Will and... Tim on. So yeah, when you understand how targeting works, and in this day and age where you know you can, uh, you know you will see it, not just somebody calls it in, but you actually see it. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Tim Lynch has joined the call, so Tim. Oh, and there's Will. Did you just do that? I mean, 8.15, what am I normally doing at 8.15 to me? Recording my show? No, I'm doing it live, right? That'll you know, you. Somehow I had forgotten that entire setup. My apologies, my friend. That's all right. I was, and here I was just trying to help. Just trying to help. You would think that you would have learned to not do this live, but there you, you know go what? again. It's, my, it's your fault, by the way. You're the one that showed this would be more convenient because Will keeps late hours and... Uh, and so he needs time to recover. Uh, Will, do you want to give us a gambling update? Uh, you gave us one last week. It's, you, your luck seemed to be... Yeah, we had a mixed week this week. Played uh, Wednesday. Won a couple hundred bucks. Played uh, two different times yesterday because our, our game that was in the back room of the bar in Wyandotte had to get cut short. So it was down in that one, but then we went over to the casino later and was up in that one. So for the week, probably down just a touch, All right, So, which we, is somewhere less than 200. So we can live with that. All right. Anything exciting going on in the greater Kansas City area? Yeah, it freaking snowed this morning. Going to be 94 here. Yeah. Tim got over. I need some global warming in the Midwest. Sorry. You don't I tell you, it. I've been trying. I've been throwing those plastic bottles right in the trash for years, I know. trying to bring it on. Know, obviously. Failure. Tim, how about uh, anything exciting going on in McAllen? We got one week reprieve from Kandahar weather. It's actually, once again, cool at night, just uh, up in the upper 80s during the daytime. Most unusual, but that's seven days worth from uh, El Norte, from the uh, weather system coming in off the north. 
Same one that's giving Will Snow, probably. It's making things down here beautiful, but no hop kettles. They're gone. All right. Well, it happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about um, our projections for what will happen in this next phase of this operation in Ukraine, um, I'm your thoughts on fire for effect on a train station evacuating hundreds of civilians. Uh, is that an accident? Is that something, you know, is that the collateral damage of war? Or is that deliberate decision to, I don't know, put a word in there, to murder civilians? Um, thoughts, Will? And again, just so everybody knows, it's not like we have not seen civilians get killed in a conflict. So there's and there's a huge difference between what ISIS did in 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 our wars, which would be to target them and murder them, and you know what we would call collateral damage, um, in 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 the course of of war. So we'll fifty right now. It's fifty dead, over a hundred wounded. Train station. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I. Uh... I, I just, you can't parse through the damn reports. Um, is it a legitimate target? Are munitions being moved there? Is a resupply effort going through there? Um, it, you know, is it a deliberate, I mean, if it's a deliberate act to kill civilians, then we would call it, you know, terrorism. Similar, um, and, and I'll be careful with my language here. You know, when we bomb German cities. In theory, we were bombing industry, but you read what some of the people thought at the time, we're just going to bomb the civilians to death. And they were part of the war machine. It's not the same here, but I just I just have this thing about those first reports. Um, and, you know, I can't, I'm not going to, uh, indict the Russians for war crimes over this yet. Um, but the mass hysteria created by the media is, um, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's terrible. How many people killed? Um, right now, the number's 50. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's tragic. It's horrific. We killed 10,000 people in the United States last year texting on their phones, and nobody cares. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on in the media. And I, I, I'm trying to not um, fall prey to the narrative. I also don't want to be an apologist um, for really bad people doing bad things. Mm-hmm. So. I'm stuck in the middle here somewhere. Got it. Tim? Well, it's uh, from from looking at the press reports, it's a frog, you know, free rocket over ground, so it doesn't have any any terminal control to it. Uh, it's, a, it's a big missile. They're made to be fired in multiple volleys. Um, a single missile streaking in and hitting a train station, I don't know how you could call that deliberate. They're, uh, I don't, I'm not aware of how accurate their targeting is for free range overground missiles. I know ours is pretty decent, but uh, 
missiles are made to be fired in volleys together. Uh, a single missile streaking in and hitting something, I don't think you can call that deliberate. Um, and when you talk about uh, 50 casualties, like like Will says, that's tragic. <laughs> Go back 100 years into Ukraine, and that's not even worthy of mention uh, compared to what was happening there in World War II. So as tragic as all this is, I got a feeling that most of it's going to be attributable toward to that's what happens when you have war stock in the land. It's a bad friggin' deal, but it's hard to hard to put intent behind a single missile streaking out of the blue and hitting something because they're not that accurate. I, I would disagree with you. Um, when you see a pattern of targeting that targets civilians, that opera house that's marked children on both sides of it gets smoked. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, and, and, and the way we do targeting today, the way we do targeting today is you see it before you shoot it. Russians have drones just like we do. And, yeah, and so, but, but and so to me, is it an accident? Fuck no, it's not a fucking accident. And if you look at the way they target and what they've done, they're waging war against the population, right? Well, well, yeah, but then again, with all of our up-to-date standards and our 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 uh, our procedures and our our infinite uh, um, abilities to think that we know what's going on. The last time we launched a rocket in Afghanistan, we smoked Chuck a civilian and a bunch of his kids. Um, thinking that they're ISIS bombers. That, I mean, even us, we did that shit all the time. So, that, Tim, like I said, Tim, no, no. Tim, well, that Matt, is a deliberate say, flip the narrative. That is a flip the narrative. Flip the narrative. That is okay? a deliberate strike on somebody that we targeted. The intel shitty. The people executing it are in, in my opinion, inexperienced, and they go ahead and shoot something they don't have to shoot. Okay. Oh, no, no doubt. Okay. Well, it just could have been the same for the Russians. Is... Think of what the narrative is on the other side, though. The narrative on the other side is callous Americans murder innocent civilians to cover their failures. That's what the narrative is on the other side. So now we're sitting on this side of the narrative about the train station. And for all I know, the Russians are deliberately targeting civilians. But I'm not going to fall prey to the narrative based on that report. I don't give a fuck about the narrative. All I know is is the way we do this and, and the control you have over your munitions in this modern style of warfare. And that, that you know, if you believe in accidents, then so be it. I don't. I so then what you're saying is we deliberately targeted those civilians in Afghanistan. Because you just said you don't believe in accidents. And everyone in the we U.S. deliberately says, target. Oops, we, was... we did deliberately target them. We deliberately shot them. The intelligence was what? faulty. The people okay. were stupid. So you're well, saying the motive here is different. Absolutely. You're saying that this yeah, is... our motive there was mistaken. Exactly. As opposed to his motive here is deliberate. Is pure and deliberate. Correct. Okay. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we deliberately. Um, we were not trying to kill civilians, right, in Afghanistan. Is Putin trying to kill civilians in Ukraine? Um, I think it's more likely than not. Um, um, but again, for all you know, for all I know, for all anyone knows, you know, was the Lusitania carrying munitions in 1916? <laughs> it absolutely was. It, was. it absolutely was. It absolutely was a legitimate target at that time. 
is Putin using that justification that this train station in particular is a passage point for movement of munitions and troops. I have no idea. But that narrative was pretty strong, helped push this country into war in 1916. And Lusitania absolutely was carrying munitions. Legitimate target. So what do I know? And, and I would tell you, given given the, the nature of, of, of rocketry and munitions today, if there are trains that are carrying munitions, if you if you care to, you could destroy them and not have to destroy the passenger terminal of of, of where all those people have collected, and they've been collecting there for a while. Not not with a Tucha K. A, a Tuka U missile. That's that thing doesn't have any any terminal guidance. It's a dumb bomb. Timmy, we don't have dumb bombs anymore. Russia does. No, that's what I'm saying. What Russia. I'm telling you is those dumb bombs, right? Have guide uh-huh. have guidance on them. They all do. Okay. All righty. And again, it's, well, it's there goes it's, there goes my ex. <laughs> well, no, it's my expert commentary. Again, our dumb bombs, <laughs> right? Have fins on them. And a GPS node that gets screwed into the nose. Well, I know ours right? do. I know ours do. And, I'm not so it's, sure of theirs. It's do. cheaper than shit. And so, uh, I, if somebody's going to tell me that's a that's a dumb bomb, I'm going to tell you that's bullshit. There aren't any dumb bombs. Right? It's all precision guided ordnance. The only thing that's dumb is something that comes out of an artillery tube, and even some of that, right, has uh-huh. uh, is smart, right, smarter than dumb. So anyway, um, talk about the next phase of the war. Um, Russia supposedly is refitting, rearming and refitting, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and uh, supposedly to concentrate in the Donbass region. So I'm curious, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Russian military will have success in a way that they have yet to have it against the Ukrainian military uh, as they quote-unquote concentrate. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that Russia, at some point and in some way, has got to get a tactical victory on its side because, as we said when this thing kicked off, the moral is to the physical as three is to one, and the moral has clearly been on the Ukrainian side from the get-go um, then their performance has done nothing but but increase their morale and their confidence in their abilities. And the Russians have to, at some point, stop the hemorrhaging of incompetence and demonstrate the ability to put together a military machine that nobody's going to come out and try to try to dick around with. So I imagine, like I was saying last week, they're going to have to pull into some of those prepared defenses and they've got to put. They've got to stiffen up. They have to very rapidly get themselves together and start developing some combat power and combat cohesion at the at the small unit level. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what they do. They're just going to get chipped away at by the Ukrainians, who are increasingly emboldened by Russians' uh, uh, abject failure to to really um, uh, put together any kind of meaningful tactical evolutions here that we are aware of. For all we know, this is happening now. I don't know. But Russia's got to got to get a win on their side in order to stop this, or they're going to be injected in total. Because consolidating the East is not going to be easy. All those Russian-speaking peoples, it turns out, 
were not going to cooperate and are not cooperating. And they're still not cooperating. If they don't have Maripol, they don't have a, a, a way to the Crimea. And it doesn't look like Maripol's about to, to, to surrender. They're getting reinforced. So Russia's got to do something to turn their tactical formations into some degree of winners. Uh, otherwise, um, it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to get chewed away, it would appear. So you would expect them, in terms of a concept of the operation, to do what? I would expect them to pull into the areas that they've been contesting since 2014 with the prepared defenses in depth, organize themselves and start doing some pretty serious training, and then go and start offensively nibbling away at some of those uh, cities that they're surrounding and, and, uh, and pummeling with artillery and make some efforts to take some ground. Simultaneously... If if they can't get those Russian speaking people to at least pretend like they're on the same side as the Russians and whatnot, um, I, I, I see nothing but even more uh, um, um, killing and driving uh, out of unwanted segments of the population out of the east and whatnot. And that's not going to go well. I mean, that's that's going to ultimately prove a fatal flaw in their in their plan. They've got to demonstrate military proficiency at some level. Or, or it's just a matter of time till they just get chewed away and uh, and expelled, and it's not helping if the Russian-speaking population is not on their side, is actively resisting them. If that continues, then then what the hell can they do? It's going to be worse than uh, trying to hang around Kabul after we pulled out of uh, Bagram. It's going to be that kind of a situation. Nobody wants to be in that situation. So you would ex- so you expect them to focus on the areas that they've they've contested in the long term and not would you expect right. them to stray beyond that line? No, whatever well, line, they, whatever they, line that is. Whatever they have defenses prepared in depth that they can get behind and catch their breath. Um, and at the same time, they've got to, in some way, shape, or form, get that Russian-speaking Ukrainian population on their side of this battle, if that's yeah. at all possible. Right. And obviously, that would be best done if you could get some type of buy-in from that population, no matter how it's accomplished, as opposed to forcibly ejecting those that aren't down with you and and, and keeping the rest of the quislings back behind your lines. That's not going to work very well at all. Okay, so you, they, don't, you don't expect to see another um, long prong invasion of, say, the central Ukraine or southern Ukraine? Not not unless they can put together a combat formation that's capable of pulling that off with some degree of competency. No, I don't, I don't see that at all. They've, they have got to get back to basics and get proficient at the infantryman's game quickly or, or they're going to be closed. And the only place they can do that is behind those defensive positions that are that are are what they're six seven years old. You know those things are pretty much uh, they're dug pretty deep. They've been there a long time. Got it. Well, your thoughts. Um, what do you expect the next phase of this to look like on the ground? Yeah. So it seems like uh, the Russian war aims right do a knockout blow in Kiev and uh, take the east, install puppet regime. Um, bring Ukraine back into the fold of the fatherland. So that didn't work. They gave the attack on Kyiv a little over a month, and uh, the Ukrainian resistance basically convinced them that they weren't going to attain their objective. So they withdraw. I have read reports 
that the Russian forces from the north were their least proficient forces and with some of their older equipment. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, so those forces, and I think even the Russians now, uh, I think there's reports out of the Kremlin yesterday that they've taken, I think the word was significant casualties. So the Russians have admitted uh, that they've sustained significant damage, maybe to the point those forces are combat ineffective. So the idea that they're going to withdraw from the north to reinforce in the east doesn't seem likely. They're taking a combat ineffective force out. So maybe what it does is, instead of trying to attack on two axes, they're back to one axis or one area in the east. They can devote all their logistic support, um, intel, et cetera, to that. So what's their objective down there? You know, the BBC's map shows Russian control, uh, basically from Kharkiv all the way around to pass the Crimea to Kherson. So the Ukrainians still have Odessa, and what's that about? Uh, uh, oh, 100 miles of coastline of the Black Sea. So what are the Russians trying to do? Are they trying to close Ukraine off from the Black Sea? So that would be a significant outlet for Ukrainian uh, industry, shipping, and maybe economically strangle them that way? Is that where the, the thing goes, that they consolidate their positions in the east and expand it so that the Ukrainians have no outlet and become more at the Russians' mercy uh, in the future? I don't know. That, that seems like it could be uh, a strategic objective. Um, you know, I don't. I, I think at the at the grand strategy level, Russian military has got a. I think that they're going to shrink. Um, you look at their borders. You know, it's Finland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Belarus, um, Ukraine, Georgia, uh, and then the former stands. In China. So what is the Russian army for? Um, they've had a couple of overseas adventures here in Georgia and Ukraine, but I don't think that the Russian army is to sort of hold Western Europe hostage anymore. It doesn't have that size and heft. And so it's more of a, I think after this one, it's more likely to be an internal control mechanism. And to be effective at that, they're going to have to be seen uh, as, you know, competent and scary. And so it honestly wouldn't surprise me to see Russia go away from conscription sometime in the next five years. Uh, that model may be good for big, massive forces, but it's not for professional forces and, you know, the the Kremlin now needs like they need the Janissaries or, you know, an internal, a big internal police army. Um, 
So I think that might happen. Um, I, I don't think that the Ukrainians have got the ass to kick the Russians out, right? They made it so that the juice wasn't worth a squeeze to try and take Kiev. Um, and I don't think there's anything that shows Ukrainian counterattacks are driving the Russian forces out. I think that they've made very local uh, attacks, um, inflicted damage, taken prisoners, and made it so that the objective of Kiev is just not worth it anymore. I don't know that that model can work in eastern Ukraine. The Russians are already in position there. Um, can you make it painful enough for them that they're just going to leave? Well, if they're if the Russians have gone into a sort of a static defense and consolidating those areas, it's really difficult to penetrate. Um, so, so again, yeah, I don't know if that was wandering and meandering enough, but I, I think the Russians they get out of the north, they devote their assets to the east. Is it their objective to close the Ukrainians off from the Black Sea? If so, I think you see a significant effort towards Odessa, et cetera. If not, then they just consolidate and they seem to have taken not insignificant amounts of territory down there. And who knows what for after that. That was meandering enough. So I think that virtually anything that happens, you can say safely say that you predicted it. I am an expert now. Right? Uh, you've embraced Tim's philosophy about podcast expert expertry. You don't want to be boring, Mac. That's not the job. <laughs> I um, it's interesting if you just look at the two maps that I posted in the chat window. Um, if you just look at the difference in the real estate between them. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty substantial when you look at the blue and, and whatnot. So I, I, my own opinion is that Vladimir Putin is going to embrace uh, that which we advised him, right? Or that's which we said, w which was his most prudent course of action. And that would be, you know, the, the contested areas. Because if you if you go beyond that, you roll the dice and there's too many things that you don't control and cannot predict that will come into this. And we talked about the tr the weather and, and all the different things that would work against him. Um, and so I believe that that's what you'll see. And that but as the Russians consolidate and de declare victory, that then lays the, um, the framework for some kind of agreement, right? And I, I saw somebody, uh, I think some smart Ukrainian official said, the Russians are going to need some victory to hang the truce on because they cannot lose, right? And they have to be able to sell something in order to sell peace. And so, uh, again, I I don't know that <clears throat> we've seen the Russian military in action. What is going to change as both sides focuses more in the central part of the eastern portion of the Ukraine? What is going to change? The lethality of, of, of drones, not going to change. You want a mass armor? All you do, do is present targets unless you can protect that armor, you know, from the, the things that menace it. And heretofore, the Russian military has not been able to do that. And so 
again, what changes? And then what you're now seeing is, you know, the resupply efforts on the part of NATO partners uh, with arms flowing into Ukraine. And now, now that Kiev is not under siege anymore, the western part of Ukraine not under the same level of siege, that those munitions flow quicker now. Interesting. Did you see the the biggest splash about munitions going to Ukraine last week was what? Anti-tank rockets. No, Czech Republic sending tanks. Oh, I thought that was. I thought one. I thought that this war taught us that we don't need tanks anymore. But it's interesting, right? Until you need one. Until you need the one. The Ukrainians <laughs> think they need them, and so again, you know, we saw to bring this back to force design. We saw a bunch of articles out there, you know, lessons learned from Ukraine. And I think I said to one of them, uh, study, you know, think through, et cetera, but don't draw conclusions. I mean, the Ukrainians, who are actually the ones in the fight, they haven't drawn the conclusion that you don't need tanks. Um, they're happily taking them from the Czech Republic. So. Yeah, tank by itself, not so much. So to me... Again, you go to the combined arms solution. Is that okay? The first thing we have to do is, uh, I think Will said it right. What do you call that? The elect, the EFT. Is that what it's called? The the elect. What is that pulse thing? EMP. EMP. Right. <laughs> there goes everything. To include a lot of your your shit too. But yeah. it's only a question yes. of time till till till. And again, that may be already being able to be done now, which is. Right, localized, directional, however the hell the, the gnomes of death do that shit. But again, we've seen this spiral of men against tanks happen, you know, over and over again. And it just and it continues to happen. So again, I, I'm I'm always history says that when somebody says, Oh yeah, that's the end of that weapon system, it's really not. Right? It's going to evolve and somebody's gonna find a way to to keep it on the battlefield because uh, when you need a tank it's really cool when they show up. And it's just a different line of this conversation. I don't know what percentage of Russian gas flows across um, Ukraine to get to Western Europe. I, I think it's big, really big. How much of that gas has been turned off? Zero. All that gas is transiting those pipelines. So... The Ukrainians are still collecting the tolls from Russia is that to move true? the gas is that true? to Europe. It's absolutely true. Hold on, let me is Russia How else would how else would Europe be getting gas? Still flowing through and we're still we're still uh absolutely insistent on this Iran bullshit, which I think is gives Putin 70 billion or something like that. It's something it ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so, and, and, and again, this is the thing. This is as of March 22nd. War is raging. This is Bloomberg. War is raging, but Russia is still paying Ukraine for gas flows. Uh, uh -huh. <clears throat> March 14th, Russia, Russian gas will continue to flow through Ukraine to Europe. And this is what, how, how crazy again, the, the narrative of Zelensky. 
the Russians are doing this, the Russians are doing that, it's our very survival is at stake, yada, 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 yada. Um, I mean, the Soviets were still shipping Hitler arms on the day that they were invaded, but I think they stopped that day or maybe the next day, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, the Ukrainians, although they're a complete way of life, there's genocide occurring, their president has said, but they're still taking that filthy war criminal's money to ship the gas across the country. Um, I don't know. It just, I, you know, I don't know what that means. But I wish someone more than us three idiots and our 92, ooh, 94 listeners we're way up, Matt. We'll 94. start. We'll start it at eleven, just for the record. Yeah, it's uh, almost logar logarithmic. Logarith yeah, now, our ninety-four <laughs> listeners. Yeah, what Tim, I wish what someone was just asking that up there. I really do, but it doesn't fit with what's going on. I don't know what it means, but it it means something, doesn't it? Well, the the Iran deal apparently means ten billion to Putin for the construction of nuclear plants. That's yeah, that's what I 10 just. Ten billion is. is yeah. Uh, Irrelevant. Ten billion here, ten billion there. Say it, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but, but that gas is. Uh, um, I don't know if those wacko Canadians invaded Detroit. Do you think that we'd still be paying them to ship gas across the international border, or maybe Detroit? We don't. Care yeah, yeah, that. that's not a good question. All right. Yeah, they. Yeah, bargain somewhere important. You know. Would we still be paying them? Kansas, I just don't think so. Kansas City. You know, Kansas City is actually pretty nice. Um, so is that does it's, that, it's does worth that, defending? Did, okay, so you decided that <laughs> except Kansas when City, it snows in April or the yeah. Jayhawks win. Well, they're not Kansas City; they're over there in Laura. No, uh, uh, yeah, um, Mac, you missed a great screenshot yesterday. It was opening day, in the uh, the announcers. For the Royals, because the Royals hosted the Cleveland Indians. I refuse to call them by whatever name they are. Guardian. Hosted them yesterday. And the announcers looked like they were with <laughs> Matthew Perry on the Polar Expedition. <laughs> Sitting up in the press box, 40 knots of wind. With Shackleton. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, they were with Shackleton. It was pretty good. The uh, Yeah, and uh, the... The newest hope for the Kansas City Royals walk off uh, double or something like that. Um, <clears throat> the um, all right to go back to what we expect. So I think we're all, we're almost unanimous in it. You'll see Russia refocus on the eastern, uh, uh, their eastern successes. Maybe attempt to expand them a little bit, um, but you don't. Nobody expects to see any long arcing blitzkrieg like. Um, arrows in the central part of the country or the south. Wildo no. raises the question about Odessa. The only question would be Ode Odessa and that as a strategic ob objective to cut them off from the Black Sea. And I think that's 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 uh, that's a legitimate right in this long Stewart's ride around M McClellan um, soliloquy. I think that is it would, around McClellan. No, it's around Mead. There you go. Mead was newly installed. It started out maybe as Hooker, and then morphed into Mead as 
Hooker's ass got go. fired along the banks of the Rappahannock. Oh, he's in the Shenandoah? Who knew that? Um, anyway. Um, all right. All right. That's what I that's what I was looking for. Do you expect anything out of the Russian military? Any kind of, you know, success or difference than we've seen heretofore? Timmy? But at 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 some point, they've got to demonstrate that they've got some degree of tactical co- uh, uh, competence. Why, well, why do you say that when they have? Because, it, because this thing the sto- is, the, yeah, I know, but because that's the entire story. This, this has been nothing but a humi- humiliation for for the Russian people, for their armed forces, etc. The question is, do they have the human capital? They have guys who know how to do this stuff that can come in and turn a combat formation of, let's say, division size around. That's that's a question I don't have the answer for. But they need to find somebody who can fight. And then they need to go out and decisively kick some ass in order to show that they're not, you, you know, the 300-pound the, the Okay, so, okay you, you, you said they need. Do you have any expectation, given what you've seen to date, that that will happen? Okay. No, uh-uh. I, I think I think they're that bad. I, I think that I think that building good infantry is that hard. I think they're that bad and that incompetent, and that they're going to try to do something like that, and hopefully, uh, continue to get their asses handed to them. But I I do believe that's what they're going to try to do because it's right. what they have to do. Right. They have to to do, get their reputation back in some way, shape, or form. You don't think they'll be able to do it though, because? Uh-uh. I don't think so. I I don't. I, don't, I hope not. Is if, if if the Ukrainians got some people that know what they're doing, they know now is not the time to keep the pressure off. And they're in a position to rotate people in and out, in and out, in and out. Give them three days, 72 hours of hard fighting, pull their asses back. Russians can't do that. Those guys are fighting all day, every day. They're like they're like the, the forgotten soldier. And so the, the Ukrainians should be able to grind them into some serious uh, powder if doing nothing else than rotating in fresh guys to go get the piece of ass, you know, but um, I guess that's not the right term. Go get your yeah, scalp. I was going to say be better. Like, I'm sorry. The, yeah, that the, was where the fuck did yeah. that come from? I don't know. I don't know. I got some kind of weirdness. It's a world there. War, that's a World War Two when war was good. That's the way they did it. Yeah, yeah, wine, yeah. I, wine, I got that right. Collecting scalps wine, is what the Americans say. Wine, women, and song, right? In uh, in Europe, in World War II, when war was good. Will, what about you? Do you, do you expect to see... Let me get away from Timmy here. <laughs> do you expect to see... And now I hope you can see why everybody know, can see why we don't do this live. Like, why Will forces on me, I'm not sure, but... Um, because I was because be I was late, <laughs> which is the actual truth. Um, they graciously agreed to come on this morning, late last night. Um, do you expect to see anything different, Will, from the Russian military? No, uh, I don't. I, I mean, I disagree with Tim. And one thing is that if the Russians are just into consolidating in the east, I don't know what targets the Ukrainians are going to find to go get, and I don't think the Ukrainians are going to show some huge competence that they can have an infiltration type force into whatever Russian defenses there are. Um, All right, so, let me, let me, okay, so let me, here's another. So as this thing gets towards the east now, do the Ukrainians hit targets inside Russia? They don't have to. Will they? Yeah, what's their objective? Is their objective to try and eject 
the Russian forces from Ukraine. If that's her objective, they I, need I don't think that's her, a campaign I, plan. Yeah, I don't think that's her yeah. objective. Then I don't, I don't, I mean, I think this is going to get to, we're, we're almost at the point, you know, we're in Korea and it's late 52, early 53, and we're just trying to, to get the last little pieces in the line settled out. Um, so if the Ukrainians see that they cannot get them out, then the Ukrainians are trying to get a deal. What's their deal? Um, they want to get people to pay for their reconstruction, things like that, and continuing to try and kick Russia in the shins is unhelpful. If they want to get the Russians to stop bombing civilians, I don't think that they go after targets inside Russia because you get in that tit for tat kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Well, if 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 Will's right, that means that all the emphasis is on Maripol because that's the one little thing that they've got to have in order to have some type of land connection uh, uh, to Odessa. And that means the Ukrainians' job is pretty easy. We keep Maripol alive while Russia tries to snuff Maripol out. That that would be, that might be the most, more, more likely scenario. Gotcha. So Maripol a focus, Odessa a focus. Odessa's yeah. a long way from where they are, though, dude. That's three yeah. big-ass rivers they got to get across. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's I'm a saying. Long, I, I, that's a long way. I'm just trying to figure out what his strategic objective is, and I don't know if it's to close them off to continue economic pressure strangulation. Then it makes sense, but I don't know. Got it. It would be helpful if the Russians had a forcible entry amphibious capability that closed with. Uh, no, that's old. That's old but stuff. Nobody, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> nobody has that. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. Woo! What the hell, man? Sorry, um, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, <laughs> all right, Timmy, what are you reading? Oh, I I just I just finished. As a matter of fact, last night, uh, Forgotten Soldier, oh. which uh, I I. That is one hell of a damn story. I, I mean, that guy just, it's unbelievable what he went through. And um, I, I just i just really enjoyed reading that thing. And what I enjoyed most about it is I don't have any idea what the hell he's talking about because I've never seen shit like that. And I'm pretty happy with that because that was, that was a little bit much what those guys went through. Yeah, um, the hand um, of God in his life, yeah. right, as, yeah. they, as they retreat out of Russia and then they go into what? Where, where do they get captured? They get captured up in the. What, is it the well, Netherlands or they're, is up, that they're up in? The, yeah, they finally get over to the Netherlands out of the out of the Balkans. But right. he, the first, the first goddamn big place he had a train he had to cross, I think, was down near Sevastopol. That was the very first uh, uh, area where they started uh, fighting their retrograde. But then he got up. Then he got up, moved up north, and got up into the Baltics. Yeah, if you look but, at it on a yeah. map. They got their asses thumped like across half across half of Russia, right? Yeah, and into Europe, and they fought the yeah. whole. They literally fought the whole way. It's yeah, it, and it's they got and got evacuated to Denmark, as I recall. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it's really interesting when they surrender. The way he talks about the Americans and and the Allies. I mean, they're chewing gum, mm -hmm. right? They have this very. <laughs> they, they have. They have. They look like they've been well fed. They're not sticking bones and right. and skeletons. They had healthy complexions. Right. Weird. He makes all these observations about 
about the Allies, and uh, very interesting. But uh, yeah. uh, th- it's The Forgotten Soldier written by a guy named Guy Sager, G-U-Y-S-A-J-E-R. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you can find it all over the place. And, and, and I did not remember this, but his best friend House, the German, he actually survives. They get separated when they get to the Netherlands, but he never sees them again. Yeah, there's an, and I, I, that's, I, that's to that's me just amazing. the worst part of the book. Yeah, I, I, I know want, it is. I want there to be an epilogue that says, Hal's and I reunited in 1984, and we remain oh, close friends to this day, but there's, yeah. there's none yeah. of that. Yeah, I know. I know. And the house, house carrying a span down. The, the guy spent most of his time as a A gunner on a machine gun. Man, that's fucking rough. <laughs> <laughs> that's just straight up. Yeah. Um, the um, all right, Will. Uh, what are you reading? I am reading a book called "To Rule the Waves: How Control of the World's Oceans Shapes the Fate of the Superpowers." By Bruce D. Jones. I've heard that's a great it, book. It's uh, it's good. It's a little um, there 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 are inaccuracies in it that will annoy you. Um, really. For example, he talks about when we gave the British the ships at the beginning of World War One or World War Two. He describes them as battleships. They were destroyers. Um, that's rather significant. That's, that's got to piss off a Naval Academy guy, doesn't it? And, well, it should annoy anyone because yeah. it takes away from the author's credibility and it shows their editors are not, you know, on point. Uh, so I am, uh, I don't know, about a third of the way through it. He, he traces um, sort of a history to this point of, uh, trading patterns. He talks about containerization. He's talked about undersea cables, and he's shown how wealth and power flow uh, through these things. And he's about to get into sort of navy stuff, as opposed to just maritime. And uh, I think that it, I, I think when I get done with it, I will be able to tell people out there that in. Th- 300 pages, you can actually learn a lot about, you know, what the issue with the United States Navy, China, how it affects all of our um, presence and all of our futures and the importance of it Um, without having to, you know, to become a scholar on the topic. And he's going to outline it well enough to get the average American to understand. So I like um, that. I like that. The uh, especially the containerization stuff. I mean, I think I find that fascinating as as that cost has been brought down and that 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 thing has been slain, then you have all these different trade options that open up that heretofore were not uh, weren't were not available. So and and who what's who's the writer to rule the waves? To rule the waves, Bruce D Jones. Bruce D. Jones. And it's a new book. I think it was just uh, um, copyright 2021, September 2021, published. So, how did you? Book. How did that get on your radar? Um, I don't know. I get. I got about. I got about four sources for books. One 
is I listen to Tim and Jeff. I don't bother listening to you because you haven't read a book since like yeah, the Nixon no. administration. No, I do things in my life, I so I don't really have the time, the discretionary time that those fucks do. I know. Uh, did I, I get say, a couple did I of say, emails. Did I say fucks? I just I meant yeah. I meant to think that, not to say that. I get a couple of emails every day with you know books, and then I I read um, the uh, Claremont View, oh. and it's a, sort of a uh, it's supposed to be a book review. They do a lot of book reviews. There's a lot of book advertising in it, but it's also com- uh, conservative thought pieces. You know, Victor Davis Hanson's in there and people like that. Okay. So that comes out quarterly. I think that's where I got this. I saw it advertised in there, and then I looked on the reviews, or they may have done a review of it. So that's that's one of my sources. All right. Anything else before I send you on your merry way? What, big plans for the weekend, Timmy? Absolutely not, my friend. It, uh, not not doing much much at all. Hey, I I went to look for Future War and Defense of Europe, that book that uh, that General Allen wrote. And since I mentioned it, I've been looking on Amazon to see if I can't see these reviews that kind of said, hey, great book, but they were dead wrong about the Ukraine. And they're gone. I, I don't know. I can't I can't find the review on Amazon anymore. Isn't that peculiar? I'm telling you, man, the Internet's getting squirrely. But uh, nothing nothing significant happening here this weekend. Next weekend the, is Easter, the which internet, is a big deal. The Internet is getting squirrely as opposed squirrely. to the stable, stable weapons platform it has been heretofore. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. It's exactly the way I'm feeling right now. I'm the, always the last to know. But I, I spent a lot of time out of the country, so how was I to know? That's weird, though. What I can't find hell? that review. Mm. It's called, anyway. it's called scru- do you think if you're in the business of making money that you're going to let people shit on the product and leave that stuff up there? <laughs> I, no, I don't know. That's not how I'm success a is built. Yeah. Uh, Will, big plans for the weekend? Yeah. Saturday night, going to Knuckleheads Saloon. Ooh. They're hosting a local band known as Four Fried Chickens in a Coke. <laughs> sort of a Blues Brothers takeoff. So should be a good night down at Knuckleheads, which is in a not a great part of town. Looks like a real roadhouse. You'd expect a bunch of Harleys lined up out front. But, uh, right. yep. It's- Live music, four fried chickens and a Coke. The most foul band in Kansas City, they say. Stop so. it. Stop it. The um, I'm going to speak tonight to a group of Gold Star families that are Ooh. yeah that are getting together for an event here in Southern California. So, uh, so I'm going to go do that. And then Sunday I fly to D.C. and uh, go to work for Marine Barracks Washington next week. So fired up about that get to see my uh new grandson oliver and, oh, oh uh, man yeah. this is the time of year to be at eighth and i too that is get to see both, cool get to see both my sons and their families so uh mm-hmm. so it's uh so be, gonna be a good time and be in the nation's yeah. capital cherry blossoms ought to be yeah they're yeah. right in about now they should be pretty yeah good. in full oh, yeah actually my daughters yeah. were there last week or the week before the week before and I can't remember the last time we were there as a family, what was going on. But Catherine said, we need to go take a picture, you know, with the cherry blossoms. Well, they were not blooming. So we're standing in front of this tree with that's denuded of anything. But it's a cherry blossom tree. So 
when they were down looking at the cherry blossoms 10 days ago, Patrick says, why don't we go take a picture in front of that same cherry blossom tree? (laughs) (laughs) This time with actual cherry blossoms on it. And Catherine didn't see the humor and all that. I'm not sure why, but but yeah, yeah. They have to be blooming, Catherine. Yeah. Hey Mac, if you've if you've got a list of attendees for the Gold Star, could you send it to me? Because I may know some of them, and I'd uh, okay. Yeah, I would. Uh, um, you know, I'll give you some intros and be able to pass out some regards. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of them are are recent from uh from, okay. from Second Battalion First Marines. I think that's what. Got I'm it. Still, so anyway, okay, yep. all right, I'd be happy to. Ooh, all right, boys. There's a. Real quick, let me just plug an article for you. There's a hell of an article from ProPublica, of all places, and it is called Hell at the Abbey Gate, Chaos, Confusion, and Death in the Final Days. And I'm I'm halfway through it. I mean, this is a well-reported article. These guys read that. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty damn interesting. Yeah. Yeah, It it just makes me more pissed off, though. Yeah, I I probably won't share that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not with yeah. them, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Thank you. All right. All right. See you guys. Cheers, guys. See you. All right, Matt. See you, guys. Have a great weekend. There they are, the Mensa brothers minus one here on a Friday. Um, I do think it's interesting. Um, we'll see. I mean, Vladimir Putin didn't listen to us last time. We'll see if we're uh, – we'll see if uh, – Anything different happens. I just don't think the the Russian army has what it takes to execute. Um, again, the, what you saw relative to the stra- train station, that's their specialty. Okay, that's what they do. They'll roll up on something, blast the shit out of it until somebody gets tired and sues for peace. And that's what they do. So, yeah, not very good. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Thanks for listening uh, on this Friday. I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. I want to thank Will and, and Tim for coming on. I was working on my car stereo yesterday. Was rather consumed by it. And then... Uh, and it dawned on me like, oh shit, I haven't reached out to those guys yet. So my thanks to them for being patient with me. Um, if I can help you, if I can help somebody you know, uh, please don't hesitate to contact me. I'd be happy to. Uh, with that said, on this Friday, the eighth day of April, have a great weekend. Um, on Monday, I'm gonna try to get Grant to record something with me over the weekend. So, do that and then you hear the Mensa brothers a couple times during the week but because I'll be running around DC not so much shows next week just so you're warned on that note have a great weekend I am out